This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I was joined by Mark, a.k.a. YNWA, who's one of the biggest and most successful managers on SoRare, a true OG of the platform, big into MLB, NBA's common. There were the new Liverpool cards released, very fitting for this manager, and lots of other things. We finished with a live Aaron Judge auction. I don't know how it'll be when you listen to it back, but and also just to get it in again. This will be, it'll be said four times in this podcast. This is unfortunately the last time you can catch this on Spotify, Apple, or a podcasting platform. This is all moving to to the John Nellis YouTube channel uh, from next week. So the podcast will live on. Unfortunately for, unfortunately for Spotify and Apple listeners, it will be uh, exclusively on YouTube format for the short term. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back. YNWA, aka Mark. How's things? You've got the, the nice hat on, I can see. It's the OG hat. OG hat, yes. Um, in amongst some new swag that uh, come back from New York. They've got some pretty cool stuff over there. But yeah, the old hat reigns supreme. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know if it will for long. You, you've pivoted a lot to, to MLB in the, the last few months. You have a big interest there. Did you like nah, baseball nah. before this? or? Yeah, I'm well, sorry, I've, got to, I've, got to, I've got to say Liverpool won last night, so I'm back in the football camp. So uh, yeah. base, baseball's almost like my uh, my go-to when things don't go too well on the football side. So, uh, but <laughs> Liverpool, and it hasn't been recently. <laughs> well, recently, but now Liverpool are going to remain unbeaten for the rest of the season. So, you know, that's it's perfect. It's coming to the end of the baseball season. I can put all my focus back in on football again. But um, no, to answer your question, yeah, 2018 was, was my first foray into crypto and it was actually into a, a game where MLB gave the license to another company, MLB Champions. I've spoken about this before, so I won't bore everyone mm. to tears. But no, um, so I got to know baseball a lot better in 2018. Um, and a lot of the people I still communicate with in the world of crypto um, are from that era. And one of the guys that I was doing trades with, I was ironically doing trades, my Red Sox and Yankees for his Yankees and Red Sox. And we meet for the first time at a Yankees Red Sox game, which was crazy. So, um, yeah, some of the people that met um, over in the States for, for these sporting events, yeah, they do go back five years in, in the world of crypto, which is pretty cool. That's unreal. Yeah, no, because I was wondering like whether I, I forgot that part that you obviously were into the, the MLB champions, because whenever you start playing MLB, I was kind of wondering to myself, is this just because it's an, a new shiny toy or if it's because you had a genuine interest? Have you followed it over the last few years or whenever that platform ceased to be did you kind of switch off from it i have i I did switch off with it um only because football took such you know uh well sorry ended up becoming 24 7 and there was no real reason to go back to baseball but it has been quite easy to go back to i mean there's there's been sort of like blips in mlb champions where you know someone hypes it up and you know maybe you get a few sales and so there's always reason to go back and check in on on the things uh, on the NFTs that you own. Some of them I think still look pretty cool, but it's more the people. So when I see certain names on Discord, I just associate that person with baseball. Um, yeah. And, and on Twitter, for example, you see someone make a comment and more recently there's been more comments because I've put a bit more baseball content out there. Mm. And it's like, wow, these are people that I haven't had a chat with for two, maybe three years during the football period. But, you know, I still talking to them like it was yesterday because, you know, we had such a good uh, bond during the, you know, the, the MLB champions days, which yeah, it was 2018, 2019, it lingered on into 2020 before it died off. And you had a you had a nice trip over the, to New York. You said to see a baseball game where you met lots of these people in, in person. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I I reached out to um, 
to Ryan when I looked at the calendar and saw the international fixtures because you know how much I love an international game. Mm. And uh, it, co- <laughs> it coincided with Red Sox playing Yankees at the Yankee Stadium. And so, yeah, I just put a suggestion out there. said, look, you know, it would be great if we could perhaps work towards a first community event. You know, we had a, a, a nucleus of early adopters on the baseball side, some from the football, but some predominantly from a baseball background only. And uh, yeah, we set up and I think there was 11 of us in the end. Um, Andrew Laird was there, MLS card guy, um, just my kit, Bob Flynn, um, the guy that I say met um, back from the MLB Champions days. Uh, Zlatina came over from uh, from Europe as well with myself. And uh, yeah, we ended up watching the game on the Friday night, which was really cool. And then we all got hooked and then there was a game on one o'clock on Saturday afternoon. So we got tickets for that one as well because we were still trying to watch this infamous Aaron Judge 61st home run. <laughs> um, and then after that, I even got gay tickets to the uh, to an NFL game. Um, Mets versus, no, Jets versus Bengals. And uh, it was nice. I enjoyed the experience. I personally wouldn't rush back for an NFL game, but I was, yeah, happy to go along and experience it. It was good. But yeah, awesome weekend. Met the staff there. And I think the exercise of being able to give them a lot of feedback from, you know, the game, that we've been playing for the first few weeks. Hopefully some of that will have filtered through. And yeah, hopefully that's a part of the process, similar to the process in the start of the football side of the game, where we were able to have a bit more of an intimate community. We were able to give, you know, regular concise feedback. And, you know, quite often that led to, you know, good, strong iterations. And I think, you know, if, if, if you are also following Surya MLB on Twitter um, right now, everyone is... Yeah, pretty positive. I mean, they're dropping. It's almost like two communities, isn't it? You know, because the football community is doing its thing and the MLB community is doing its thing. Obviously, there's a lot of crossover, but they're very much like they're not two different products, but they kind of are. And while one side can be satisfied, the other might not. So are you finding it a bit more harmonious over there at the minute? I think, yeah, I mean, harmonious because it's probably a a much smaller cross section of users and it's easier to it's easier to keep 100, 200, 300 people happy. Uh, as soon as you start going into thousands, even if you've only got 1% of idiots, then you're going to have you know a very different management process. But at mm. the moment, I think they're able to contain it. I, I think the, the biggest difference is that people are have accepted that there is such variance in the player scores that you don't, you don't get this sense of frustration that you're like, you're going into a game week going, I expect to win. I've got these great players. They've got great fixtures. They've got great L5s. They're in form. I expect to walk away with a prize this week. Oh, I've got a DMP. Urgh. And then it's like, yeah. you know, people are, you know, people are quite upset about that. Um, there's people winning on the baseball side with a DMP and six scorers. You know, you can have a pitcher, have an absolute nightmare, but your outfield players do really well and, and you can still feature and win a prize. You can yeah. win prizes which are scarcer than the cards that you're entering with similar to how we've seen the new rewards on the underdog and the specialist as well. So some of the early things that they're doing, you can perhaps sense that they're taking direction from the football side. And as, you know, as long as they keep listening uh, and, and hopefully staying ahead of the curve, I mean, I'd like to see personally a few more prizes in the top divisions because, you know, you can finish second in the super air division, equivalent of division mm-hmm. two, and you'll get the equivalent of a tier one. And then it literally drops off from there. And, there was 180 entries last week, similar level this week. I feel that if you're coming third out of 180, I think you deserve a little bit more than what's currently on offer. But it's little mm. things like that that I'm sure, as I say, with a bit of feedback, um, 
yeah, they can iron out. And yeah, we're towards the end of the season anyway. So we'll wait and see what they've got lined up for us in the off season. Because I think there was a, an article that said there would be something where we could have some sort of utility for the cards that we own. So yeah, we're all on tenterhooks to see what that might be. I, th- I think that's something I really enjoy about the baseball. Now, I came in and bought um, some baseball low prints or jersey mints for way too much money, uh, early doors at Limited. And I've been playing Limited Pro, and it's something I know we have, like the underdogs and specialists and whatever else, we have the ability to win higher scarcity or like lower scarcity cards with, with your Limiteds and Rares. We have that in football, but Limited Pro as a division specifically, I think it just screams progression, and I like it. It's something that's been called for a long time in football. When I spoke to Nicholas, must have been two months ago now, he said it wasn't in the immediate plans or in the short-term plans or any plans really for them to do that on football. But I really enjoy it because, like, I, I, again, as you said, you know, anyone can win on an MLB where I'm still working out what a good score is. I'm still working out what's the equivalent of a lineup killer if it even exists because people can, like, not play a game, but they might have two or three games left. Um, my point is... I just spammed out as a guy who doesn't really know it, threw in a bunch of players and came eighth in limited pro and won a Jake McCarthy rare. And it's like, let's go. Now I've got one rare. Can I win more? Can I win more rares? And then I'll step up the rare. Do you know, it's really exciting. I really and, you're like not, it. And, you're, and you're not an isolated case. Every week I see something similar on Twitter from accounts that maybe aren't that vocal on the football side. And they'll come out and they'll be proud as punch. I've done this on the baseball side. Yes, I don't have the knowledge. And this team's finished here and I've won this. And I think the, the the ripple effect of that, yeah, it can be quite powerful. The only thing I think can halt MLB in its tracks right now is unfortunately the fact it's the end of the season, which, you know, none of us can help. That is the season. So, um, but as long as they, they perhaps do the right things during the off season and then they can keep the core entertained, then I think come March, hopefully more people will try again. Dare I say it, come March, April, are people going to go in for a fourth or fifth season of MLS cards and K-League cards and J-League cards, or might they end up buying some baseball cards instead to try mm. that through the, to try, to try that through the summer? I mean, how many MLS Asian cards do you need to hold throughout the summer to be competitive? At some point, would it not make uh, sense to divest into another sport and have, you know, you could own players from the top 30 baseball teams in the world. So we're not starting in, you know, a, a lower country or a lesser considered country for baseball. This is the pinnacle. MLB is the franchise yeah. and these are the top 30 teams. And you can own the superstars on these top 30 teams in a limited format, rare, super rare, et cetera. Um, or do you want to go and buy a guy that may go on uh, national service next month uh, in, you know, in career? And do you want to do that level of research? I, I think whilst people are apprehensive now, I do think people might convert across. And I think that might accelerate even more if the basketball gets traction in the next couple of months as well because I think there'll be more correlation between the basketball and the baseball and again when the basketball season finishes I think people are going to go right I want I've got the bug I've been playing basketball for a season I've been winning some cards what can I do now well guess what European season's finishing you can buy some K-League cards uh is there Mm. anything else I can do well you could get involved in MLB is like, oh, yeah. well, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a no-brainer. And I, and I can see more people ad, uh, adopting MLB off the back of enjoying NBA and, and progressing through the next you know, four or five months of that. 
rather than, as I say, getting to, to March, April and going, I'm going to get my fix in Korea now. I'm going to get my fix in Japan. Sorry, Sarai, Japan. Yeah. Do love the, do love the league, but, uh, just recorded two yeah. videos with him today, actually. So oh, did you really? Yeah, uh, yeah. I just think he's got a he bit of competition actually, next year. He actually said to say hello to you. I'm not even joking. I said I was doing a podcast with it. He said, say hello. So there you well, go. You can say hello, hello back. back. <laughs> For sure. No, we go back a long way to, to, to his very first Patreon service. You know, yeah. we, we, you know, is this going to be a good idea? And I said, yeah, it's going to be, a, it's going to be an incredible idea because people want knowledge. You know, when you, when you break down what Serrera has become and we can, you know, you've, you're one of a great set of content creators now that provide, you know, regular stuff for, for viewers of all shapes and sizes. But the bottom line is, unless I'm misreading the room, which I have been accused of doing before, um, people just want to avoid DMPs. <laughs> Mm. you know that's all i want to do oh yeah. i want to i want to set my lineups i want to buy good cards i want to make good decisions and making good decisions nine times out of ten means avoiding dmps so what sir japan started and pioneered back in the day i think he was the very first patreon service was providing people like us with access to information that we would ordinarily find difficult or impossible to obtain ourselves mm. and yeah fair play he's 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 built uh a community and uh, a strong following off the back of it. So yeah, I hope that continues for him. 100% me too. Um, and I'll have a couple of videos out with them on my YouTube that you can check out if you want some of that that alpha in the off season. But I suppose a question then, and we're, we're going to talk about all sorts of things today, football, MLB, I want to actually, actually ask you about NBA, um, the release of the Liverpool cards, we'll briefly touch on that. Loads of different stuff. Um, something I want to actually, I want to throw at you about um, I want to throw at you about MLB, but let me just do one thing first. For everyone listening, because I want to do this early enough in the podcast, I'll remind people later. This is the last week this podcast will be available on Apple or Spotify. It's been a year and a half. It's been a beautiful, beautiful journey. Um, but it's time for me at one thirty-seven p.m. for now to part ways. Um, what that looks like for me on a workload uh, standpoint on everything, just instead of having to distribute here and edit audio and do this, do that. The podcast is now going to take form, and I know I might lose some of you, and that's a real shame. Don't unsubscribe. We might come back to this channel in the near future. But for now, it's going to be a live stream on my John Nellis YouTube channel each week with a guest. It's going to go out as a live stream. You can listen to it. I know YouTube can be a bit annoying um, to listen to with, you know, unless you pay for the pro version, you can't lock your phone screen. I get it all, but that's unfortunately where it's going to be for now. So let that, let that be known. Go and subscribe to the YouTube if you like this podcast each week. Right. Go MLB. subscribe. Go subscribe. Like and subscribe. The question and about the MLB stuff. is, and all I like, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Fist bump guys. Shout out Quinny. Um, so MLB, the the prices aren't maybe as high um relative to football. Now people do need to remember that a rare card isn't quite as rare on MLB. So comparing rare card prices is maybe a common mistake people might make when they go and look like what's a rare worth here and a rare worth there. But my, my point is like, do you think the ML MLB was taken uh uptaken, uptook, whatever the word is, um as quickly or as aggressively or as whatever as you might have felt do you think the start of next season is maybe the time where they lean into it maybe on board massively because you've already alluded to that um like have you been happy with its growth so far is this what was expected is it lackluster or is it better than you expected um i i think in terms of quality over quantity the quality is without doubt better than i expected you know, I think it's it's quite similar when you can compare. You don't have to compare this just with Surreal Football. You can compare this with other any other NFT or game project. You know, 
when you've got people that are passionate about the topic or subject matter and you've got people that have got knowledge about it and then you add on top an official license and then on top of that you add an official game you know we're spoiled on the so5 side or people that have been invested or, or, or had collections on Sarare for for any longer than six 12 months you know we have it good you know you can you, you can buy players from all over the world all shapes and sizes you can submit teams you've got a chance to win good quality prizes regional divisions you know there, there's everything that we you, you could possibly want you can argue that certain cards have you know escalated out of control price wise but the bottom line is you can come in and play and get your daily dose of football in Sarare across all of the 300 odd licensed teams you know that hasn't been possible in other sports there's been mm. ways in which you can express your fandom there's been ways in which you can collect things and you know show these little trinkets off in your in your wallet your collection whatever you whatever you do uh, and there has been franchises which have dabbled and come in and you know we'll we'll create these and you know all the fans of this particular club or or sport can get access to this but without the game i think a lot of these projects are lost and they'll and they'll, and they'll fizzle out uh, and, and I think, again, you know, they have benefited from the fact that people have know Sarare now. It's, it's had longevity in the market. It's, it's consistently up there in terms of sales volume on a week to week basis, even when the market dips or even when there's a bit of seasonality or there's you know, some general negative sentiment because people are bitching and moaning about something. Come, here, come rain or shine, cards are being sold, cards are being bought and cards are being used. And on the baseball side, just to go back and answer your question, yeah, I think the people that are playing the game are just completely passionate about baseball in the same way that the nucleus of people that tune into your show or, or listen to content creators love football. They want to get their fix of baseball. And there's no better way to do it than being first to market in, 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 a, in a game which is structured by a company that's been in the marketplace for four plus years, uh, has got the license with the biggest uh, uh, baseball association and you can buy whoever you want, I say, in, in, in different scarcities and use them in games. So, I mean, I, I've been amazed by the uptake in terms of how deep people will go into the stats, how people, you know, people are really passionate to express their love of the sport and their fandom of mm. the sport. And it's, it's, I think it's got to a fast, it's, it's picked up faster than when we were all sitting there for six months talking about the Jupiter League or talking about West Ham. I mean, we weren't getting that excited, to be fair, about the Jupiter League. We were more excited about what was going to come after the Jupiter League and what it could lead to. If the Jupiter League was successful, great. We'd have La Liga or we'd have Bundesliga or we'd have Liga and we'd have mm. essentially the Premiership, uh, Premier League. Um, whereas baseball started at the very top. So anyone that's coming in now that's a Yankees fan, a Red Sox fan, Astros fan, whoever you happen to support, that's it. You, you've, you're at the pinnacle on day one. You don't have to wait for six months down the line for the Braves to be potentially licensed or not licensed. You've got all 30 teams at your disposal yeah. on, da on day one. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if that has answered your question, that the, passionate, uh, the community is exceptionally passionate, knowledgeable, um, and I think they're actually probably quite happy in a way that there hasn't been as much obvious uptake from the football side because they've been able to go about their business quietly, build collections that they like. You know, we've been told that these first season cards that literally have year one edition written on the bottom of them will look and hopefully stand the test of time more than year two, year three, year four. As we see now, when we look back at the OG cards from 2018, 19, these are the ones that tend to stand out on the marketplace to, to others more than, <clears throat> more than the rest. So I think, yeah, people can, can get to the end of the season with their collections and be, you know, pretty damn happy. Um, and yeah, look forward to next year with excitement. Do you like, cause obviously you are, 
case in point in many respects, like what everyone says they wish they were. Oh, if I'd have known about So Rare back in 2018, 2017, whenever on earth it came out, I'd have done what he did. I, I'd have had that million pound collection, gallery, whatever. Do, do you see the MLB um, product kind of similarly to how you've seen football back in the day? Is it a different beast altogether? Do you think the opportunity is now? Do you think people are sleeping? You know, we've we've literally got thousands of football fans here who many of which have definitely, if not said it out loud, thought, oh, if I'd have been on this earlier, I'd have been like that, you know, exactly as I'm saying. I'd have got the the Neuers for 50 quid, 100 quid, whatever they went for. Um, do you think they're all kind of, now it's kind of almost, and I know it's hard because putting money into something you don't necessarily know, because a lot of these guys probably do know football, um, but putting money into MLB and baseball, if you don't know baseball, how do you know who to buy, blah, blah, blah. But do you think there's an opportunity there that people are maybe sleeping on and in a year's time, two years' time, might look back on and go like, I was this close to it. I had an account at Ethan Balance, and I chose to buy Shinsuke Nakatani instead as opposed to buying the Otani back then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. I think there are some similarities. I think people have jumped to quite hate. Some people have jumped to hasty conclusions. Oh, there's no ETH prizes. Therefore... It will never scale to the success that the football side has done. I don't think that anyone would expect, even the people working at Sorare MLB, will expect Sorare MLB to be as big a beast as the football. And they and they've set it out on a different course. If you know, if they've set out football on this course, football, I've always said this is it's more of an economic simulator than it is a football game. You know, whether mm-hmm. we like it or not, they can try and rein it in. You know, they can try different monetary policies to try and, you know, change it a little bit. They can even maybe one day they'll put a collector aspect into the game and you know, things <laughs> things 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 will things will change course. But right now it's a juggernaut, it's remaining a juggernaut, it's a sales machine, and you put money in, you pay your you pay money, you take your chances, and it pays money out. So if you're trying to stop people from doing that in order to go to what looks to be a more longer term sustainable game with, you know, Variance in the gameplay, uh, the prices are more reasonable. People aren't going, oh, if I put one ETH there, I'm going to make oh, two, three ETH back. I don't think anyone's spending on MLB thinking, oh, if I spend five ETH, I'm definitely going to make one ETH, two ETH back. Whereas in football, that's the mindset you have. You know, mm-hmm. why would you go? Why would you go out and go? Right, my fullback's not performing. So if I sold that fullback and I spent another half an ETH and I got this fullback or this defender, wow, I'm going to probably hit more top 10s to 20s top 30s i'll pay that back off in three or four weeks or however many weeks you've got your projection for and i don't think that's the case i think people genuinely are looking at the mlb as this is the gathering phase we're in early who knows where it's going to go might go to the moon might not it might just end up being a a niche sub community where two thousand rabid baseball fans just have a lot of fun and you know we trade cards backwards and forwards for the for the fun of it and the money side of it is there but it's not the be all and end all but it might just end up attracting 50,000 people 100,000 people and those sort of numbers even if it only attracts 50,000 people in 2023 from a bit of marketing a bit of crossover from the basketball you know a bit more promotion from MLB itself well i can see the numbers of supply of the cards that are going out 50,000 people all wanting an Atani or a judge or a Mookie Betts or whoever it happens to be, uh-uh, ain't happening. And I can tell you one thing as well is that when certain cards find their way into certain managers' pockets or wallets, sorry, on MLB, 
It's game over. That's supply locked. You are not getting access to those cards. You're going to have to come up with some sort of massive sacrificial trade offer to get a card that someone really wants to keep long-term mm. from their baseball. Whereas in football, there are, of course, a few hardcore collectors, myself included, that I don't think there's cards. There's certain cards that I would never part with. Um, and I respect those that would feel the same about cards they've got on their collection. But I would say a much higher percentage of people that play Serrere football, if you gave them the right offer in ETH, they'd bite your hand off mm. because they go, I can take the ETH and I can reinvest that into this, this and this. Whereas on the baseball side, you know, these jersey numbers, you said you've picked up some, some jersey mints yourself. You know, there are people I know that are sitting with jersey mints or one of a hundreds. And you're not just going to better go and offer them 20% more than what they paid for it or 30% more just because Serrere Data tells you it's worth this. They've mm. bought that card because they genuinely like that team, that player. They like the version. They've bought into the concept that this is a first series card. They're not going to get not like get hold of it. So I'm looking forward to next year, 2023, when we've got a full season, even just some basic maths. You know, if you've got 30 teams with, let's say, 35 people active on the, each roster, just over 1,000 cards, 1,000 different players, well, already 1,000 players over a 200 to 250-day season you're only ever going to see maybe two uniques on the market every day. Maybe you're going to see one, one. And out of the 100,000 cards anyway, there's probably only half of those cards that you actually want to own and utilize. Other than that, they're going to be, you know, the equivalent of third choice goalkeepers, all these pitchers sitting in the bullpen, or they're going to be people that aren't that active. So I don't think we really need to see that much of a step up in activity or user base for 2023 cards, to, certainly on the rares, super rares and, and uniques, where it's going to be a feeding frenzy. I think it's, mm. I think there'll be a tight supply, whereas football we see, you've seen today, we've got five new teams that we're going to discuss shortly. You know, there's more cl clubs coming onto the platform. It'll be the third season, it'll be the fourth season for some of these, even the fifth season for some of these. There's never a shortage of cards, whereas in MLB, I think we're going to reach that point quite quickly, or we could reach that mm. point quite quickly, where... Demand outstrips supply quite quickly, especially on the top end cards. I like it. You answered that question well. Um, I wanted to just throw at you one last MLB thing before we move on to all that football stuff, and I'm sure MLB will keep coming up. Are people still something... listening? They want to listen to football. <laughs> <laughs> I th I th but I like I like this podcast being more a, gen a general sort of so rare overview. Um, Something I seen on the MLB side that I really liked that I hope we see on the football side soon. I mentioned this just off air. It's the branded competition. Um, oh, yeah. So I don't know where I can find that announcement. Was it on their Twitter? Would have been on their yes. Twitter. Who's it with? No Nonsense or something? Or It's a podcast, isn't it? No Nonsense podcast, yeah. No Nonsense sports cards or something? I'm scrolling down now. Let me see. We'll try and find this. The sports cards nonsense. So sports cards nonsense. Yeah. So oh, I've asked about doing this before, but it was almost like I was like, well, that's never happening on the football product because it's too big now to let for them to let you do that. So this is something I've thought of before or said to them before about now, long time ago. But they've done it here. I was surprised that they were doing this with like a relatively small account or podcast i don't know maybe this podcast is a huge network elsewhere maybe it's just um a very specific and demographic of people that are into their sports cards and baseball and whatever else but like it's a twitter account with like six and a half thousand followers 
and they've got like a branded competition on SoRare, which I find outstanding. But it's an interesting concept, regardless of what exactly this one entails. It's where an outside company comes in and sponsors a competition in some way, shape or form on SoRare. So SoRare are essentially advertising this company. That's what that company would get in return. And in return, the company puts up prizes that people want to go and win. So what this is kind of not necessarily it's, it, what it's put in my head is like we always talk about the rewards issues and stuff for the football and the scalability and blah blah blah. But the example I gave you and you can we'll, we'll talk about this for a minute is I just pulled Nike out because I'm one of the biggest companies in the world. Imagine Nike wanted to come in and and they sponsored a so rare competition, the, the Nike Bowl or the Nike whatever, and the winners get limited edition trainers and this is and that's and trips here and access to Nike athletes or whatever it is. This sort of stuff. And that's a that's an area where SoRare could go with prizes where they're giving up almost advertisement to the clientele, but they are to their to their users, but their users are benefiting from that. And I don't think the users would begrudge it if the prizes are good enough. So it just was something that I thought was very interesting. And there's a million different things you could do with that. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I just see this as a, as a, as a positive test bed. I mean, again, I, I'll, I'll I'll go and listen to this pod at some point uh, in the next few days. Um, but I think you know, I, I I was out last 24 hours. But from what I've heard, yeah, it's positive. I mean, again, going back to what we said at the top of the show, this gives extra utility to cards. Okay, it's only common cards, but it's again, it's another way that we can bring more people into the game um, and get people to understand the concept of Sarah playing the game, ownership of the cards, the collecting of the cards. And maybe this funnel is is something which is able to help retain another 10% of the people that come through in in, in, in this fashion. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think like yourself, I've been wondering why we haven't seen individual clubs come in and have branded divisions within Sarare. You know, and we talked again before we press record, you know, having a Liverpool ladder, where there's a season ticket available for, you know, best performing manager over the course of a season, take your best five scores with Liverpool stats and, you know, tickets to Anfield, whatever. And then, you know, a Club Rouge one or Juventus, whoever it happens to be, because the clubs themselves can then have some sort of influence on prices within the platform. Because if you then see a branded Liverpool um, uh, SO5 division with a pretty mega prize, is that going to make you maybe go, oh, well, I was going to go and get that guy with an L50 of 65, but, well, okay, well, Andy Robertson's only at 55, but if I can use my Andy Robertson every week in this division, I've got an outside chance of winning a season ticket. Right. And then then I can see why, for me personally, I'd like to see these branded ladders. Mm. You know, I, don't, I haven't played FPL for years, but I always remember that when you set your team up with FPL, you tell you, you know, which country you're from and, you know, what, what teams you support, and then you're on a ladder with other players or other users that uh, managers that are supporting that team. I'm ten thousandth out of the Liverpool managers or whatever it happens to be, and I and I always felt that Sarah might go in in that direction or at least offer that direction whereby you could show your fandom through your collection, and then with your collection you could compete with other fans of your of that club to mm-hmm. say who's the super fan, who is the super fan of Liverpool on the platform, who is the super fan of Club Bruges, Ghent, whoever it happens to be, and reward that person. And the reward where better than originating from the club itself. You know, surely the club can can throw in a pair of season tickets, or they can throw in some sort of match day experience or fan experience that money can't buy or you can't go and buy off the auction, uh, and offer that to, as an incentive 
for people to collect cards from their team and then compete with those cards against other people with those cards. It, it just makes perfect sense to me, but I, I can't for the life of me read, uh, figure out why we haven't at least seen a test bed of that on the Sorrel side. Well, maybe this is coming. You know, maybe this is the start of that type of competition. Hopefully, and maybe they'll take that feedback because I'm sure someone will listen to it. But starting with um, some Trudence, go and buy your some Trudence cards now. Your some Trudence, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would like it though, wouldn't you? With all your Liverpool cards, you'd have a ball. You'd be you'd be going VIP Liverpool, meeting Trent and Salah and the boys every single week. Um, and that would be the reward, I suppose, for being the super fan. Well, look, I mean. We don't know what the, the rewards are going to be, but I think it's. I think anyone, if your team is on the platform, and, and there there are many fans now. I mean, today again, we've got this championship opened up, and you know, uh, we've got another five teams. There, there's fans of every single team on the platform, but I think it would just give people more decisions to make because right now the, the decisions that people tend to be making are: Does this player improve my chances of winning a tournament? Yes. Okay. Who can I sell to buy this card? And mm. there's not really any care or consideration, or there's less care and consideration, whether it's Joe Bloggs from Wimbledon or whether it's Nakatani Nakatani from, you know, K-Pulse in, uh, in, in, in Japan. It's, it's, you're looking at the commodity of the card as, as a mechanism purely to buy money. There's, there's, there's less fan or, or emotional attachment. Fandom and collectability. Yeah. Yeah. And you start whacking up ladders of every single team there. And I think you'll start to see people, the pin you know, they're, 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 they're hot on their sleeve and go, yeah, okay, this is my team. You know, it's funny because sometimes that goes with you or it goes against you at auction and it goes with you or against you in negotiation as well. If, you know, people have held me over a barrel knowing that I'm a Liverpool fan going, oh, I know you want this card, so I'm going to make you pay for it. Uh, or some people go, okay, well, you know, I'm a Juve fan. You're a Liverpool fan. Do me a favor. You sell me that one. I'll sell you this one. I've done great deals like that where, you know, Marseille fans and so forth, where I've, I've had something just, unknown in my collection oh well it means a lot more to you than it does to me well i can always mm. i can go and replace that so yeah for sure happy to unlock and trade um i think it would be quite interesting to see all these different ladders with all these teams and then we're going to start seeing you know more personality in people's collections because right now it is i, I own neymar or I'm, I'm striving to buy a Kimmich, or i'm striving to buy player x which is going to give me great results and I think there's a lot of managers out there where you sort of know who they might support or follow, but you can't really tell because their SA5 collection is is sort of like quite monotone. You didn't buy any limited Liverpool cards? No, no. Does that no, not I interest don't, I... you? No. Are we full collection of them? Just the... Not really, no. no. I don't see the... I see the limiteds. No, I, I just, it's 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 quite time consuming. I mean, I see. I mean, I listened to Nanzo last week, and the guy's a beast. And you know, obviously, he competes across every tournament, uh, every at every scarcity and fair play. Uh, I don't have that. I don't have that desire. I think one of the questions was, do I have the same the energy and desire? I don't have the desire on the limited level. I will never lose the desire on rares, super rares, mm-hmm. and uniques. But I also, because I have had quite an expensive couple of months on the baseball side, I certainly didn't want to spread myself thin again and and go deep Liverpool at the expense of, I'd rather have these brand new fresh MLB cards than Liverpool cards all day long. Consider that I've been fort- fortunate enough with the Liverpool collection I was able to build in the last couple of years. And I won't get the same opportunity to build baseball cards again. And I can always go back and dip in and buy Liverpool cards as far as I see it. Because I looked last night, I'm sitting at the minute and it won't hold. I'd be very, 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 very shocked if it did, but it won't. Um, sitting top of Champion Europe Limited with about 425 points or something. Liverpool stack. Allison, Trent, Virgil, 
uh, Thiago and Salah. So, would, would you pay captain. for those five? I don't actually know. I, I honestly, I don't know. I could go and look very quickly because I got them on auction. I believe. Or no, I didn't. I paid for my teeth because I didn't even. I wasn't even there for the auction. I just said, oh, I want this. Don't know what I paid. Uh, to be honest, the and life, of, the, life of, the life of an affiliate, eh, John? <laughs> hey, that's it. <laughs> I paid, paid something, but I'm giving oh, away. I, I, I just dipped into ten anyway. percent of a weekly thing. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so I give away all the limited rewards anyway. But I was looking, and because I was top, I was like, "Wait, there! I'm the only person who played this Liverpool stack." Uh, and I was like, I wonder, did you play it? And then I was like, because I thought, I assumed, I thought you might have just bought the Liverpool ones because it wouldn't have been much extra work for you to, because you're following that anyway. Do you know what I mean? You could just pick your players in each week. But I thought of a nickname for myself. Because you aren't down at limited level, they can call me Baby Mark. Do, 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 Baby Mark. Is that even how the song goes? Because I, I don't know, I, but I, I was wondering what the real reason was that this show's being called uh, called down, but uh, I think maybe we need to uh, cut this part and uh, get back to yeah, some good it's content. A, it's just the shit puns. But um, <laughs> the last thing actually on the branded competitions was, so Game Week 23 is like presented by Hand Cooked Tire. Game Week 25 presented by Lone Depot. <laughs> Depot, whatever they call it over there, and Capital One for Game Week 26. So it's proper like corporate sponsorships going into this. I don't know. Interesting. Um, the wee branded logo of Sports Card Nonsense and also Fair Play. Uh, lovely to see. I'll even give Sports Card Nonsense a little follow. Um, fun. Right. The things the things you do for the little guys, John. Um, uh, hats off to you, mate. Hats off. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm not used to this. <laughs> so the... Um, there was a few other things. One is the championship clubs have landed. So Burnley, Coventry, Millwall, Norwich, and Watford um, have landed on so rare. Um, this leads me to one of the questions we got asked. Um, what are your thoughts on Ultimate Champions? I think the two of these topics are kind of hand in hand. So we've got the champ, but they're not actually, they're kind of separate. We'll do the championship first. It's nice to start to see licenses there. Equally, it adds more supply to those people who had their uh, their Zion Flemings and whatever else, like myself. Thomas um, Kaminsky, damn! I know he's black. Kaminsky, he's not quite, not quite there yet. Um, so there, there's there's players there that people had that were you know Burnley. A lot of the guys there, I know people use, and uh, so they they're added a bit more supply. But that's the game. Um, it's only a positive, isn't it? More clubs. Yeah, I mean, I think I was. It's interesting to see Nicholas come straight onto Discord within a few minutes and sort of say. Yeah, we're going, we're doing this because we're going for the full league, not just one or two clubs. And yeah, I mean they still haven't got league on. You know, don't you know? This is a six, four, five, six billion dollar company, whatever it is, in France that still hasn't signed up the full league on yet. So mm. there's still work to there's still work to be done across many of the leagues. There's still a few holes and, and gaps here and there to fill. But yeah, I mean, given that in the last few weeks we've had a move towards Division Twos, you know, La Liga Two, Bundesliga Two, etc. Um, yeah, I think the championship as a as a standalone league is probably a top eight, top ten league in the world. I don't know if I'm I'm right or wrong in in, in saying that. So mm. you know, getting five teams from a top ten league in the world for me is you know probably bigger than renewing with the K League or <laughs> renewing with you know you know Colombia or, or whichever. Uh, from a fandom standpoint and potential new users, it has to be, doesn't it? Like the amount of fans some of these clubs have. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, we, I mean, I'm we're, I'm in the UK, so you know, I know that the, I know that the championship teams, all teams, you know, even you know, League One and League Two, they've all got 
hardcore rabid user bases and, and fan bases. So yeah, putting having the ability to to you know offer these fans access to their own their own players, unreal. Um, mm. So yeah, okay. I don't know what, what this means to the average French fan, Spanish fan, German fan, overseas fan. Um, but yeah, in the same way that everyone's been given you know a little bit more deeper connection to you know their own league. You know, we haven't had that in the in in England in terms of the Premier League. We've had it, you know, flitted. You know, West Ham flitted in and out, Liverpool flitted in and out, and now they're back again. So we haven't had a lot to grasp onto in, in England. So these five clubs is, is probably this as, as big as it gets in terms of announcement for you know fans here. I want to ask you quickly about Euro two, so second division leagues. Uh, you've mentioned that there briefly, obviously, because it's pertinent now talking about championship. But what was your initial thoughts? Because obviously, I haven't spoken to you, and people might have heard from you regarding the. I'll just say insider trading to you. What were your thoughts? Well, well, you know me. I've got a, a squeaky clean reputation to unhold, uphold. So <laughs> I don't feel as though it's my position to comment about what a very, very clever thing to do. I mean, congratulations to whoever it was out there who did that. I mean, fair, fair play. You, <laughs> You have done a you've done a blinder there. You not only have you got away with it, you've riled <laughs> up the you've riled up the right people in the community whilst doing it. So hats off to you. I, I wish I could get away with something as controversial, rile up the people that got riled up, and then sort of like disappear into the sunset. Unfortunately, um, I, I don't get that. I, I just get things regurgitate back on me over and over again. But uh, yeah. Is that the answer you wanted, or did you want me to say, "Oh, I think it's absolutely shocking," and that relegation no. should be banned forever? No, I, I don't know. I just thought I thought relegation lover was like Blackpool Two or something. That's what people were saying anyway. But um, maybe we'll get on to that. They'd, <laughs> they'd, they'd love for it to be, and it's the sort of thing. Oh, it's the sort of thing that we could easily have come up with. But um, I think there's there's so many sophisticated bots out there. There's people playing the way. There's people playing in in the grey area, and that's only going to increase as the user base and, and the amount of money at stake is uh, is, is so high. Um, but you know, Blackpool, I think. Uh, I know you've got some questions. We are transparent. We don't we go mm. we don't go and do something and then sort of hide behind it. It's like we'll come out and we'll tell you that we're going to do it, and we do it, and then you can get pissed off with us if you don't like it but we're not going to do it and then, you know, tell you afterwards. We, we you know, the way we play the game is completely transparent. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's you know, I fight for every inch and every 0.01 ETH the same as everybody else does. Um, so, you know, and that's, that's not going to change. Um, but, yeah, this person has obviously found something like people do find in, in the API and has decided to take advantage. Do I think that it's a brand new user? No, I'm I'm we're, I'm in the camp that doesn't feel that someone's going to suddenly come in with their first ever transactions and spend a hundred grand on League Two players. So, if you were to ask me, do I think it's linked to somebody who plays the game and knows the game? I would I would lean on the side of yes. There has to be a connection with someone. But so far, they've covered their tracks, and okay, if they've got away with it, they've got away with it. Time will tell. Time will tell. I just want to throw that at you. We'll come back onto the Blackpool stuff a bit later. One or two quick things and with questions. Um, we were chatting about we were chatting about something, but there's so many things this week to talk about. And my girlfriend's turned the heating on and I'm in a box room making a podcast. And that's why I just leaned over to turn my radiator off, sweat my bollocks off in here. So I'm a little bit distracted by the heat. Um the Liverpool release. I spoke last week about how you weren't best pleased. So rare we're tagging you because they were all excited, expecting you to be their hype guy. <laughs> 
You weren't a happy bunny. <laughs> I wasn't that. I, I, I landed in New York with a filthy head cold and turned on my phone. So I thought Armageddon had just gone on. Turned on my Discord, turned on my Telegram. I got messages left, right and centre. Then I looked at Sarah Twitter. I was like, oh, that's it. They've chosen this weekend of all weekends to drop the uh, Liverpool cards. And um, yeah, I mean, I saw the, the, the leak a few weeks prior to that you know, flagged up that I felt that some of the photography was could have been done better by a three-year-old. Um, and yeah, don't worry, it's going to be worked on. And then when they released it, they hadn't done it. And it's, you know, I guess I took it to heart more because it's my team. So I was mm. able to identify it, yeah? And as others have pointed out, it's not just Liverpool cards. There's some pretty crappy quality ones on lots of different leagues and lots of different uh, divisions. But because I'm not really buying many cards as of late, Perhaps I don't get to see it. I see the really crazy ones with, you know, Ika Casillas halfway off the card and, you know, the ghost cards or the guy that looks like he's looking over the wall with his eyes because it's, the image is too yeah, far yeah, down. chopped off yeah. halfway up. Yeah, so I do see the occasional funny ones which people post up, but I don't see them firsthand on the transfer market because I'm not looking at the transfer market as, as religiously as other people might be. But obviously when the Liverpool ones came out, you know, I, I picked three cards that I felt looked quite interesting together and, you know, you got a, a mini Darwin Nunes there. I mean, you might as well have stuffed him into a <laughs> stuffed him into a Kinder egg and given that out as a prize. Um, but he did subsequently get grow, grew an inch. Uh, interestingly, he has still a different size on his rare card than he is on on the super rare card. So, I don't know. Some people like it. I personally didn't. But as I say, fortunately, I don't need to go out and hunt Liverpool cards as aggressively as I did before. And you know, I hope the people that do end up with the Liverpool cards this time round enjoy them and uh, look forward to competing with them. I'm having a look there. Yeah. He looks very different across the cards, doesn't he? Those early limiteds aren't fun. Um, yeah. No, I just wanted to ask you about that. Cause obviously you were the guy who came to mind with it all. And uh, it's just, I found it very, very funny on Twitter whenever they were tagging you and you just didn't like play the game. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so the next one I wanted to throw at you quickly is just NBA. You obviously have a history of like an MLB. You're into football. Do you think you'll dabble in NBA? Are you going to buy a few super rares and uniques there too? Well, being a very lean and athletic six foot nine um, former European basketball professional. Is that I true? Be... No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> not. Like you're not six, six foot nine, are you? No, I'm six seven on a good day. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no um, actually, my wife knows more about NBA than I do. She used to collect the cards in the, in the 80s and 90s. So. Um, Maybe I'll get her to change her account from relegation lover to something new. And yeah, we need to cut that one. We need to cut that one. Not a chance we're at it. it. You heard it here first, guys. Like and subscribe. No, no, not, none of that good stuff. No, get it off there. Um, but no, I think I, I think I think there'll be more comparisons with NBA than there uh, to football than there is yeah. maybe MLB to football. Uh, I think there's already been people preempting some potential challenges that the gameplay will have in terms of making sure that it's going to be competitive and it's not just buying the, you know, the meta cards that will historically just win every, every single week. It's funny that people are worried about that yet. They don't want it to happen to the cards they own on, on Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't release the basketball game with, with the ability to go and buy everybody because then people will just buy the best cards and win. Uh, but that's what you're trying to do on the football side. Yeah, yeah, but don't do it on the basketball side. Do, 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 you know, <laughs> leave, leave the football alone. Um, but no, I think it's fun. I think it, I think there'll be similarities to both. I think personally, I think the scarcity probably will fit 
similar to baseball in terms of super rares might be one of a hundred again and rares might be mm. one of a thousand. But then I think it probably lends itself to SO5 better than SO7, which is logical. Um, but yeah, let's see how it goes. Um, I, I'm excited. I think, again, I'll first of all look at it as a first to market opportunity. Um, but I think one of the reasons I'm quite open in saying is why I went aggressively on the baseball is I do think that baseball cards will be, or we will we'll look back at certain baseball cards and I think they'll be underpriced versus basketball equivalents because mm. I've seen what I've seen and you've seen, you know, what the mad collectors are prepared to pay in top shot for certain moments, serial numbers, you know, certain players, you know, I think players get involved a lot more. You know, one thing we yeah. we we saw a little bit with Sorare, but perhaps less so recently is, you know, player involvement. You know, we used to have these signature cards and then players got involved and played the game, et cetera. Um, baseball that hasn't taken off. But when you look at Top Shot and when you look at some of the basketball moments, I think there's a chance that we'll get more basketball players wanting to come in and, and acquire and buy cards here. Mm. And I can see that a really high-end, unique card of a, of a basketball player I think could go on to dwarf what the highest or most expensive unique cards have been trading for on, on the baseball side. Okay. Maybe we won't get to Mbappe status or Haaland status on the football side, but you know, we know that they come with, you know, you know, massive cult followings and, and they're very, very valuable if you use them correctly in mm. under 23 or in, or in the right tournaments. Um, basketball probably won't have the ETH prizes, which I, I would imagine is for the same reasons that baseball doesn't have the ETH prizes. But I still don't think that will stop people from going big on certain uniques. And then if you've got certain uniques in baseball that are regularly going for 50 plus ETH, which I think they will do, certainly with ETH floating around where we are at the moment, then you've got opportunity to buy elite baseball players for between two and five ETH right now. I mean, I don't think the gap will change because I think there's, I think baseball will still be niche compared to basketball. Mm. But I think it, I think it will look odd that you can acquire a really top-end MLB elite player for two to five ETH, where you will probably struggle to get an entry-level NBA player unique mm. for two to five ETH. But I might be completely wrong. But that's how I'm sort of like reading the market and probably justifying why I'm spending what I'm spending on the baseball side. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. I, because I do think basketball will end up being a lot more expensive than, than baseball. So everyone, because you can tell, even the people that are sitting there going, yeah, I didn't get involved in baseball because I don't like it or I don't understand it, but I'm going to get involved in basketball. So for every one person that's turned around and said they don't want to get in baseball, that's another person that's going to get involved in basketball. Yeah. So, you know, 100, 200 people in baseball playing aggressively right now versus... 500 to 1,000 on day one playing basketball. It's just going back to uh, to supply and demand. I think basketball will will potentially go go nuts compared to the, the baseball prices. Yeah, that, that LeBron James unique could go for silly money. And even like the rookies there are a bit different than baseball, aren't they? In terms of like baseball players tend to come in a bit older and they play like mini leagues or not mini leagues, minor leagues. Is that what it's called? Uh, mini leagues is like the kids, isn't it? But like... The point of NBA, like kids will come out like your Giannis's and your look at Doncic's or whatever, and they'll come out their young guys tearing it up, and that'll be like a there'll be a huge thing in terms of like sports car collectability. The uh, the rookie cards will be a bigger thing there, won't they? I think, I think so, and and I also think going back to a point we discussed earlier is that when you've got certain people that acquire these cards, that's it. They're in. They're going to be in. Yeah. You're going to have to consider them to be in locked wallets. You know, if you lose an auction right now. There's so many usernames that are like 
my whole gallery's for sale, but I'm going to be on every single auction today. Or, you know, you can swap your cards with me for 20%. Well, I can go back to that person, just pay 20% and they'll sell me me the card. Whereas already it's happening on the baseball side, and I think it'll be prominent on the basketball side, is that you will see certain names and you will have to identify quite quickly whether that is a manager that you are ever likely to do business with in the future. And if it isn't, you're going to have to make a decision very quickly whether or not you push and pay more than you expected to pay for a particular card. Because if it's a card you want, and it's going to just about to get sold to a person who's never going to sell it to you or never going to trade it to you, that's hype, baby. Fear of missing out, you're going to have yeah. to push, and you're going to, and you're going to have to push, and that's going to have a, a knock-on effect to prices across the whole ecosystem. Speaking of which, there's a card you're going for. Ends in 30 minutes, so we're on the timer. Aaron Judge Unique. Um, it's 10-8 the current bid. I don't know if you want to divulge. No one's going to hear this until Friday, but maybe you don't want to divulge. Have you any idea what you're willing to go to? Uh, I'm either going to go 10% less than, than somebody else or I'm going to go 10% more than the last oh, bidder. So, there uh, is. Oh. <laughs> All right, okay. I don't think it's going to have the same excitement as the Haaland. Um, I know, you know, yesterday there was an expensive card that went and it literally in the last couple of minutes, every single main whale turned up turned up for it. The, the Spencer Strider with the, with the funky moustache for the Braves. But I think it was more because he's card has got this dual utility which is unusual he's been printed as a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher where in reality he's a fully fledged starting pitcher now so i mean i I guess the equivalent is saying you've got a neymar card that's both a forward and a defender and you can slot him into the defender slot and he still scores as if he's a forward you know yeah how much how much of a premium would you pay for that neymar card and then yeah, you're gonna yeah. have Na- neymar in defense mbappe and messi up front and you could have all three of them in the same team so i think there's a couple and otani which went for a considerable amount of money again he's a unicorn in the system he's the only card which is a defensive hitter and a starting pitcher and he's he's actually got an exception in terms of you can you can't use his card in the extra flex position so yeah yeah, it's there's. I think there's reasonings why certain cards are expensive. It's amazing that uh, Judge hit his 62nd home run and beat the record this morning or the early hours of our morning uh, on the day his auction is. Uh, is <laughs> That's is, so is weird. Coming. Yeah, I mean, we all went across to try and watch it, and uh, he, he he held out and he went, "No, when's my unique going on, sir? Mm. Oh, okay, today. Let me hit it. Let me hit it just a little <laughs> lead up to that. So. I don't know whether or not that um, will, will play into the price. Maybe we'll get a collector out of absolutely nowhere that comes in and want, you know, I know that someone's been sharing with me, uh, you know, wallet watch and there's people that have got, you know, deposited some serious money in the last week. I don't know whether that's on the football side or the baseball side, but there's certainly a lot of money still pouring into the game. And it's the sort of card, you know, from speaking to the, the people that know their stuff on the baseball side, I think it's fair to say that, People aren't expecting him to replicate this season again. You know, this is 62 home runs in a season. You know, Mike Trout's sitting there, I think, on 39, having been injured for a couple of months. Um, You know, is Judge going to hit 30, 40 home runs next season? Yeah. So what what do you price him at? Do you price him as a card that's going to get 30, 40 home runs next season? Do you price him as a card that's season one, 60? He broke the record this year. and, and, And is there a collector premium that's in the card? Maybe, but who knows what sort of value it is. Um, you know, is it just going to go to a pure Yankees fan? Again, it's... But right now, all I can tell you is that there's probably only 8, 10, maybe 12 wallets that have got the capability of taking this card out. 
Whereas when you look at the football side, and let's say, for example, you know, I joked on Twitter earlier about certain cards being auctioned off after they've had a couple of good games or, you know, mm. under 23, under 23 with two scores in the sixties. Let's get, <laughs> let's get, let's get him and let's get him out there. I mean, Trent got a hundred last night. So surely Trent's in line for a, a unique treatment pretty mm. soon. And I'm sure if Trent hit the market tomorrow and was visible for three to five days, I would expect there to be 20 to 30, maybe even more wallets that would be capable and considering loading up to, you know, take that card out. I mean, it might be they should, you know, but uh, as, so I think, yeah, now now's as good a time as any to take down some of these big unique, I think, on the MLB side. You've obviously got the only Trent unique. Would you want another? Um, no, I mean, I, I passed on the Salah one on, on the first time. I was amazed to see, amazing to see... Um, Luca Magic pick it up, especially when people like Segwin and Bambi were were competing, and then uh, Luca came in over the top again. I thought Luca was going to flip it for a couple of ETH, and I think he did have an offer to do that, but he opted to keep it, and I'd love, love to see him keep it and use it. Um, but no, I mean, an extra trend. I, I mean, I I think I paid less than five five ETH for his original unique. It came in a bundle, and I think I paid six and a half for the bundle. Sold the rest of the cards for over one and a half, and ended up netting a trend for five ETH. If Trent doesn't mm. go for, and I'm not doing this just to pump my Surreal data gallery value up, but Surreal, <laughs> uh, but, but Trent for me has to be a 70 to 80 if card, regardless of whether you think he's not defending great right now. That I don't see many better cards to own over the next 10 years than, than a Trent Alexander uh, unique. I mean, we aren't biased here, neither of us. He's the player no, I'm, I'm like I, almost the most of, apart from Parejo, because I think he's, he, in all fantasy games, he's just. He's the cheat code because of how his attacking output as a defender. And obviously across Europe now, we're seeing, and, and the world, we're seeing a lot of players and teams and systems trying to replicate the attacking fullback, but none have quite done it like Liverpool and Trent because he's just so fucking good. Yeah, and, and I think in, in this game as well, now we're getting to the stage where you where you need to feast and famine, you need to have a hundreds or nothing. You know, if Trent makes an error, Liverpool concede too. And you've got Trent in your team, you're not going to win anything anyway. So I think people have accepted that. But, for example, it's the night's light last night where he does get an assist or he does get a free kick on this occasion and he does actually not give the ball away as much as he would ordinarily do against Premier League opposition. Uh, and he gets 100. Well, it's on nights like that. If you don't win something with Trent in your team, and I probably won't win now <laughs> because I've got him with a lot yeah. of... I didn't, I didn't put him in any Liverpool stacks this week. But if, if, you've got, if you don't use Trent on a week where he's got 100, well, you don't deserve to win anyway. So... Are you going for players that are going to get you 50-60, five lots of 50-60, and you're going to be there or thereabouts? But if you're going to go for a podium, you're going to try and win something, Trent's a card you're going to do that with on the weeks mm. that he gets 100. So, you know, for me, as again, two year, wind the clock forward two years, you might, you might not want a third Trent or a fourth Trent, but the second one, knowing there's only one in circulation, um, yeah, I think that's one to, uh, one to try and get hold of. And I'm sorry to those that uh, have thought they were going to try and get him on the cheap. I will. I might turn up at the auction, but uh, I mean, if he goes for five, if he goes for five, if again, I'll bag a second one, but uh, yeah, I'd bag um, my first. Let me have him too. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. But yeah, my point is that that is a card right now, which I think will attract a lot of people and go, hmm, okay, game. that's a game changing card. You know, mm. we know that there's going to be a third Mbappe. You know, we were going to have to wait patiently for a, a second Haaland. There's going to be a third Vinicius Junior this year. There's going to be another Neymar. There's going to be another Kimmich. But in the young category, for me right now, Trent, Pedri, Musiala, 
these are 75 to 100 ETH cards, or they should be. In the right hands, there are 75 to 100 ETH card. If you don't have the gallery to support it, yeah, you could probably only justify going 30, 40. But if the right gallery turns up and you wanted to add in a little Pedri or a Musiala or a little Trent, you you would you would get that premium back if you if you used it correctly. Looking at Musiala there. Musiala's in some form, isn't he? He is on fire. I'm just looking there, and he's got forward cards and midfield cards. 14 forward cards. I'd say they're the ones that are... Uh, what are his uniques? Do you have a Musiala unique? I might have one tucked away. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. I've got a mid, mid, midfield version. I'd much rather have the midfield version. In the same way, I'd rather have the, the Florian Verts midfielder as well. I, I don't want to be using up my forward slot with, you know, Okay, attacking mm. midfielder, but I'd rather use an out and out forward in the forward slot, and then have you know the, the, my spare and my extra card might be you know I want the freedom to be able to choose whether that's going to be a uh, another midfielder or whoever it might be. I don't want to have to use Musiala or Verts as a forward, and then I'd probably be more inclined to have to use a forward in my extra position. We'll move on to the questions. We'll do a few of these and then we'll try and get you in time for the judge auction. So uh, the one that's most liked, strangely, because I didn't think this was that controversial a topic, so it's kind of weird that this has got so many likes. I wonder how that was engineered. Uh, please cover me, Dottie, who is strangely, oh, the head of comms at Blackpool, oh, asked to if you could tell us more about the Blackpool series of troop cards you're currently promoting. <laughs> I wish he wouldn't do that. I told him not to do it. I mean, I don't he, know. he just... He, he just, uh, you know, look, Mark. If you're going on this world-renowned podcast, you know, get, the, get the get the guy to ask you about true cars, and you can plug it for a couple of minutes. I was like, I can do better than that. I can I can drag this out for twenty minutes. You watch. <laughs> Judges are timer. All right, trip cards. Give me the lowdown. Look, the long and short of it is that you know we're a gaming down, and we want to celebrate and, and and strengthen relationships with with those that follow us. And you know, whilst we've got our uh, hardcore group of people that you know perhaps have yet to be won over by us um we do actually have a lot of core people that follow us and you know we, we have a lot of fun in what we do we play games for a living and who who, who doesn't have fun playing games for a living mm. and so these troop cards were almost like a way in which people have asked us well i like blackpool you know getting involved in the tokens a little bit difficult you know well we've created some cards which which pretty much perform the same thing but because Serer is still such a dominant part of the dow because there's still not a great amount of games out there that have made the transition to from beta and alpha through to mainstream, you know, Serer, you know, is still where a large percentage of our income derives from. And, you know, I wanted to create a series of cards which had a football theme to them and that people could buy and own and enjoy, but also certain cards within the set that would basically um, be a way in which you to generate an income from the success that I have. So if I can continue to perform, uh, in SO5, and I'll probably extend this out to baseball as well, then if you own certain troop cards, then you'll get a cut of of, of, of my prices uh, if I hit a, a podium or if I hit a first place. So, you know, there's people out there that are building teams to achieve thresholds. There's people out there that are building teams who want to be, be winning cards. Uh, and I'm just offering another opportunity for people to think, oh, well, I can own an FT. It's another way of sort of like vicariously playing Serer. There's a lot of people in the DeFi space, for example, that are very passive. They don't have the time or energy to compete with the likes of you and I on Serer, but it's a way in which they can have a card, tuck in their top drawer. Every time I hit a, pre uh, a podium, we can celebrate. I can put some, you know, ETH in the gouge and we, and we, and we can all have a drink off the, back, off the back of it. So it's, it's, it started out as a, an idea of how can I raise some capital? Because 
you know, right out, out, out the gate at the moment, there's still a lot of whales in Sarare spending significant amount of money to mm. build, you know, amazing galleries. But it's expensive. I was lucky I was able to build the gallery I've got back in the day where prices were a lot a lot cheaper. But I can't sit back on my laurels and allow people to spend 300, 400, 500 ETH, you know, which is, you know, really closing the gap. And some people have, you know, have surpassed me in terms of cards that have got, you know, amazing utility. So it's another way which I can front end bringing some money to myself to spend. Because if someone's going to go and spend 10 ETH on a unique card, the first card sold for 13, then that's 10 ETH that I've then got, or I've got a percentage of that that I can then go and spend on improving my collection. If I'm able to improve my collection, I'm hopefully able to improve the, my, my results that I get as well. So it's almost like saying, well, normally I pay off all of my spendings with card prizes. This way, I'm hopefully bringing in maybe over the next 12 months, we've got a projected you know, 150 to 200 ETH that could come in off the back of sales of this, which 200 ETH could go and pretty much secure all of the baseball cards that I've bought in the last couple of months. Mm. And front front end those, or t- it could be 200 ETH that goes towards you know the start of a basketball uh, cards. But the most important thing is that people can enjoy the journey with me and they can actually make off owning these cards. They don't have to physically go and buy 20 Sarare cards, find the right team, enter the right tournament, try and win each week. It's a simplistic way where they can buy a card or cards um, that are basically going to be an extension of my performance. So, so yeah. if they get paid for like podiums or wins, let's say on so rare data now you've got 224 wins, God knows how many more podiums, what sort of cut would the Kaiser get for the Kaiser's one of those cards for yeah, sure. so, your podium or your win? Yeah, so basically what we do is we'll, we'll, we'll see what was the average level of, of card that you can win. So let's say I finish, let's say I finish second and I'm going to win a super rare tier, uh, tier one super rare. We'll look at the pool and we'll say, okay, well, the average price in there is going to be one and a half ETH worth of, of prize. If I end up winning a four ETH card off the back of that, then I've, then I've outperformed. As far as I'm concerned, I've, I'm, I'm two and a half ETH good to the system mm. because I've made a, I've won a four ETH card when in reality I would have been happy to walk away with one and a half ETH card. So out of a four ETH card, two and a half ETH surplus, I'll probably put 0.2, 0.3 of that in the gouge to be divided up amongst the the, the the troop cards that are eligible for that. If I only win a one and a half ETH card, I might just put in 0.01, 0.02, just to keep things ticking over. If I win a card, you know, super rare goalkeeper that I can't sell for more than one and a quarter times, it's rare price. Um, then I'll probably just go, sorry guys, we just got a bum deal out of the prizes this week. I'm not able to put anything in the gouge. So it's done on a, on a, on a, yeah, just on a, on a, on a basis whereby we will appraise the value of the cards relative to what we win. So we won a Kimmich in August, a rare Kimmich which was, of course, well above the average prize. So I think about 0.4, 0.45 went into the pot that week. Um, and like I said, it's, it's really there for when the jackpot hits. When you hit a really nice rare or when you hit a really nice super rare that's an above average card, um, yeah, I'll be generous in, in, in the thing. And it doesn't have to be ETH. I don't want this just to be about, oh, how much money can I make out of it? I mean, for example, there are reasons why you finish in the, in the podium and there's reasons why you finish first. You discussed again today. You know, if, if Alfonso Davis gets the assist last night from the throw-in and it didn't touch a defender when Mane scores, we all get another 25 plus our bonus points. And, you know, that could that that could change things. But I know, you know, looking back, there's been times where player X has done something in the 93rd minute, which has taken me from fourth to first. Or, you know, it's or I've had somebody who's got a yellow card and it's kicked me mm. out from first to second or whatever. I'd rather get to the end of that week and go, well, without Hans Van Aken, we would not have finished first in that division. Okay, so I tell you what, there's three unique uh, troop card holders at the moment. 
why don't we all just buy ourselves a hands for Nacken jersey and I'll ship them out to everybody. And we all, we all have mm. a memento from that week to show, oh, okay, great. So it's not just about the money as far as I'm concerned. It's about having some fun as well and enjoying the results and remembering the results and having something uh, to remember them by. I mean, digressing slightly, I love how Bob on the, ML, uh, on the MLB side, every time he wins something, he buys himself a, a physical bobblehead of that of the uh, of the prize that he wins as a memento, and I don't That's think there's really enough. Cool. Of, yeah, and I don't think there's enough of that in the football side. So one of the ideas about the shirts or whatever it happens to be would be, yeah, when you do finish first, you really want to remember that week or have something to remember it by. And you know, if you know, you've got your trench shirt in the background, and, and a lot of the content creators have got you know various trinkets and sporting you know memorabilia that you know, that has a backstory to it. And if you've just gone and won yourself a, I don't know, a Vinicius Junior or a Vinicius Junior Super Rare, I mean, that is a joy to behold. That is huge. So, you know, mm. would you rather then have, you know, I'll ship you a Vinicius Junior shirt, you know, that he scored the goal in that, that helped get you to first place, just as a little prize. So uh, it's little things like that. But in terms of the, the return, which I guess is what people will quantify this on, you know, the ETH card, uh, the sorry, unique cards were looking at 10 ETH and above to enter. And yeah, I've been able to put 1.7 ETH in, in the gouge in two months. That will diminish slightly as more unique cards enter. But I think in terms of, you know, looking at the DeFi space and looking at other ways at which you can stake cards and stake tokens, I'm pretty confident that I can provide a little bit more level of entertainment, a bit of fun along the way. And yeah, make these cards, you know, a, a worthwhile venture. Well, that's personal. it, John. Don't ask me any more questions on them because I said I wasn't going to talk. I wasn't going to. wasn't going to talk about them. For God's sake! I know I'm looking at the Iron Judge and I'm thinking twelve minutes to go. Uh, right, a big one that was asked by a lot of people from MPN10. I noticed your rewards haul in game week ten was greater than ten ETH. Congrats! Do your other large accounts ever need to deposit more ETH ever again? And how do you think so rare value is a customer on that basis versus new users joining? I mean, yeah, I, I, I think definitely. I mean. Roxy, Karapu before him, Zarao before him, AJ, Max, myself, Bambi, you know, the list goes on. Uh, Nanzo, you know, if there's a card that's, that's that more than one person wants and more importantly, more than one person needs to make them competitive and give them another leg over some of their fellow, you know, Division One rivals, you've you got to find the ETH from somewhere. It, it, it's as simple as that. You can't allow someone to just simply go and buy four or five uniques off the market uncontested unless you're prepared to accept that your your win ratio is going to go down or you're happy to accept thirds and fourths instead of being regularly in second and first so you know again when you look at you know the sort of teams that are on the platform the liverpools the bayerns the, the real madrids the barcelonas psgs there's going to be more than ever this season eight ten twelve fifteen you know meta cards that you would probably want to at least get one of you can't watch 15 meta cards be mm. released in, a, in in three to six months and watch all your closest rivals pick up one or two of those each and you not strengthen there has to come a time where you've got to you know you, you can't ex, you can't stand still in this game and i think it's the same whichever division you compete in with whatever scarcity of cards you don't buy a card and you don't buy a Kimmich, and you don't save and by Kimmich, put him in your lineup and go, that's me done now. You look for the next one. Well, mm. how can I how 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 can I improve now? Which which card is my weakest card now? Which can I go on and, and, and do better with? So I mean I don't know if that answers your question, but no, I, I think Wales they'll continue to take money out because they they are able to cover as many tournaments as they can. And 
you know, inevitably they'll, they'll, they'll win whatever they spend. But I don't think they sit there and think, mm, I need to win first and then I'll reinvest mm. my winnings. Because if they do that, there's always someone like Nanzo last week. He'll, he will fight for anything because he knows it's, 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 the, it's the denying of the opportunity as well. It's not just you securing a really nice new card for your gallery. It's you are also at the same time denying all of your other rivals that card to improve their gallery. And there's obviously no magic formula to tell you how much that's worth, but I can tell you it's worth a hell of a lot. It's worth a hell of a lot to me anyway. I Sorry, I was just looking for something that I thought was relevant. I can't find it. Um, on the other point he had, I suppose, in terms of how much to rare value you, I think the thing with wheels as well is it's that we talked about it last week with Nanzo, it's that trickle down in terms of the liquidity that wheels provide. You know, you're winning X amount of rewards, these 10 ETH plus worth of rewards. I see you offering bundle sales and trying to get cards going. You're adding liquidity in terms of like you are actively shifting on cards that people want. You know, people want a super rare. They need to hope someone sells it. You're likely to do that. Equally, the money that you buy these cards off people for or, you know, you sell your cards, you redistribute that money throughout the market. It's just liquidity, I think, that wheels add a lot of that maybe goes unnoticed or unappreciated. Um, Do you feel appreciated by so rare? Oh, that's an interesting question. Because, um, you know, when I like mean, other look, DFS platforms, the guys who are, are big poker stars players or whatever it is, the people who play the high stakes get wined and dined and VIP stays so they spend more money and this and this and that. Do you feel appreciated enough by so rare compared yeah, to maybe well, other games or things you've played in the past? Well, I, I, can, I can make a comparison to that. Uh, as, 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 as fun and, and enjoyable as it was to go to watch the baseball uh, in the States, okay, I can tell you, I didn't fly business class to go there. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I, I wasn't. I wasn't comped for anything else on the trip. You know, that was off my own steam. Um, yeah, I think there's there's a balance. I, I'm not saying that Sarah have to go and wine and dine the whales, but then in comparison, on the Sunday, I snuck into a Dapper Labs uh, suite to watch the the NFL game. Uh, yeah. Ironically, I was wearing a Sarah shirt at the time, so apologies to those Dapper fans out there. Um, but had a great time. But then I got, I just got the feeling, are they buying the market? So I think there's a there, there's a middle ground. I mean, I think in terms of the additional tickets that we're starting to see on some of the auctions uh, on the MLB side, that's a nice incentive. But it's so far, I mean, again, I'm sitting in Europe, Zlatan is sitting in Europe. We would like to go and see another game during the World Series. But we're getting to 48 hours before the next set of playoff games start. And we've got no clue. We've, we've got tickets or we've got tickets that uh, we don't know. Mm. I guess we don't know the fixtures yet, but we, we've got no ideas. We know we're probably going to have to pay off our own steam to fly there, stay stay wherever, whatever city it happens to be in and what have you. And we've got the tickets. But yeah, I, I, think, I think there needs to be a little bit more. I don't think it needs to be, yeah, we'll fly you out there. We'll do this. We'll do that. But yeah, I think it needs to go slightly above and beyond. Here's some tickets. You've got to find your way to the city. But I don't know what that balance is. Yeah, no, I I, I agree completely. Um, in ter- mainly with that point in terms of prizes, like the ticket prizes, I find it very hard to get hyped for. Um, the the like how they treat, I suppose, wheels, affiliates, uh, partners, whatever, is a different conversation. The but the the point I'm honing in on now is as as the ticket price comes, they aren't maybe as exciting as they could be for a lot of people. The trip isn't as affordable if they've bought their limited team to compete for these tickets in the Bundesliga. 
you know, well, it might suit people in Germany or fans of Bundesliga teams, which is maybe what it's for at the same time. You imagine those people would have ways to get their tickets themselves or, or maybe season ticket holders. But if I go, I, I didn't even enter the Bundesliga or La Liga ticket competitions because, okay, I can win this ticket that's worth 40 quid, but I'm going to have to spend 800 quid to go and pay for myself and stay somewhere and eat and drink and whatever else. So it is, I, I get the, the balance there in terms of logistically, how long in advance they can get you those tickets and how easy they can make that process for people would make it all that more exciting. Um, I think just to add on that as well, I think it's also the community aspect as well. I would be less inclined or I would be less excited to suddenly jump on a plane just to go there and say, oh yeah, I was there at that match because I, I, I won tickets for that match. I think again, as you've set up before, you know, community driven events, you know, it needs to be celebrated by multiple people. And, and I think, you know, football, sport, whatever it is, you know, you get more of a kick from going with the right people. And mm. I think, again, even even some of these ticket events that are being advertised, it should be, you know, yeah, a more mainstream event. Yeah, we're going to invite a dozen. We're going to invite, you know, 20 people or, t- you know, whatever happens to be. And then I think people can get more excited about justifying, oh, I can take some time off. I can do this. Or I, can, I can spend that. I mean, I don't just want to go to a random football match or a baseball match just because I happen to win tickets. Mm. Um, but if I know that there's, you know, 20 other people that are joining from different parts of the Surreal community that, you know, I might have, you know, some fleeting chat with every now and then, and I have a genuine interest in getting to know these people a bit better. Yeah. All right there. Great. Let's use that as the meeting point, as the hub to go yeah. and enjoy the game and get to know each other better. So I think it's, it's, as you said, bringing in that balance of the money side of things, uh, and and the organization side of things, but doing it in tandem with other users as well, and not just making it, oh, you, you can go and watch Barcelona v Cadiz, or you, you can go and watch Betis versus Villarreal, and you, you go off and watch this one. It needs to, I think, needs to be a little bit more, yeah, um, collaboration to, to, to make more meaningful events that people will then aspire and go, yeah, oh, I missed that one. That would have been a great one to go to, yeah. you know, and, and, the, and the game is almost in secondary to the event itself. Yeah, we went. We would all get excited about watching Cadiz versus, you know, uh, Celta Vigo because the right people were there, and it was, you know, it, it was yeah. a buzz. It's exactly like I went to Orlando and I've been in Spain, um, and it was more about who you're meeting less than what you're meeting for. Um, the Aaron judges in four minutes. I can let you go. I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, I don't miss an auction unless time. you just you need can, to click a button. Going. Okay. Well, you you've, you've got some easy questions coming up. I know the ones that are coming. They're one sentence answers. All right. Okay. Orange Fly, why is baseball the more competitively balanced and therefore better long-term product for SoRare as opposed to football? Well, I think we touched on this at the we top of the show briefly, throughout yeah. the show. It's various questions. I think because of the variance. And I said it's, you know, if, if you take any point in time in SoRare from now on and say to, say to your friend, come and join SoRare, join the football side, you know, number one, they'll have to spend a considerable amount of money. And number two, hand on heart, you can't tell your friend that they've got a genuine chance of doing well for a long time, unless mm. they get lucky or unless they grind. Whereas if you were to tell that same friend now, six months from now, 12 months from now, 18 months from now, come and join Serrera MLB, go and buy yourself seven players that are going to play this weekend, you will have a genuine shot of winning a prize in week one. And I think mm. that's the beauty of I think that's the beauty of it. Putting the sports to one side. It shows that the gameplay model, it might, might not be its finalized version because there's already things that can be improved on the scoring, but being able to go to a transfer market, buy seven cards 
for a sensible amount of money, being able to lay those seven cards out and have a genuine chance of winning something. Surely that's got to be more exciting than trying to jump on a, you know, a juggernaut that's, you know, escalating out of control because you need thousands upon thousands to get involved in it. Good answer. Uh, I will bang out one or two more at you very quickly um, while you're prepping that bid. Um, I'm excited to see what it goes for. He had one from Hoodwink, which is about Blackpool. Um, basically, did the new T's and C's affect you and how Blackpool in general play the game? I noticed Hybe stopped playing SO5 around that time. May have been a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but interested to know if anything changed. P.S. missed the podcast. Well, number one. Sorry that you missed the podcast. I missed making the podcast. The podcasts are fun, but there's just so many content creators out there now that are creating good stuff. I do feel as though, you know, it, it, a lot of stuff could get lost, but I'm, I'm open to, to talk talks around with anyone at any time. But uh, to answer the question, look, I think it sounds like a rhetorical question. I mean, the terms and conditions didn't affect me. As you say, you've seen no change to the way that I've been playing the game. And, you know, you can see through the way in which transactions are, are, have occurred in the last uh, couple of months you can see how it has affected others. So I think, you know, the conclusions that you're drawing sound pretty fair to me. And and, and if, if, if that's what you've been led to believe, then I'm not going to argue with it. Okay, so people can go and do their digging on Blackpool, but it's all there to be seen. Um, I'm actually keen to see the the auction wrap up with you here. I don't know if you you, you can do that while we're live or, or do you need to bounce? Yeah, no, no, it's got a minute left. I mean, I've either got enough in the tank or I haven't got enough in the tank or someone else is going to go... Ham and I'm going to be like. Mm-hmm. What do you think's off, a so. fair price? Not what are you willing to pay? What do you think's a fair price? Bear in mind, no one can see or hear this until Friday, other than me. But twenty-two ETH at the minute is that fair? I think, that, I think thirty-five would be thirty-five to forty would be you know for for this card. The fact that he's an ambassador for the actual game itself, um, and the fact he's had a historical season, I've got to factor in some collectability value. Mm. If if a put it this way, if a card like this isn't worth what I think it's worth, then then I'll feel sorry for MLB because I don't think they're going to fulfill the potential. So my point is, if I get this car for a price that I'm happy with, see this guy, Minty Fresh, for example. Oh, I see it. Oh, he's coming he's, in. He, he's never been on a car before, and he's got one Aaron, one Aaron Judge from three months ago for 0.07. Oh, he's got the one of 5,000 Aaron Judge, and it's the only card he's got. There we go then. So He's going to make this tough for you. <laughs> oh yeah, or or I make it tough for him. And and the, the thing the thing is, no matter what what the end price is going to be, the bottom line is, if it's a fiftieth card, that's got to be good for the platform. Whoever ends up with it, yeah. If if we can show Aaron Judge to be a fiftieth card, that has to bring eyes to the platform, in my opinion. So I'm expecting. Yeah, but yeah, thirty five to forty, I think would be an overpay. But it would be, you know, a, a considered overpay. It's like, okay, well, what would I need to do in football over the next two weeks to justify that overpay? If I can land one really nice S super rare, then I can justify going five, ten more than I would expect it to go. So, um, oh, it's getting to that point now, isn't it? Oh, he's replied. Oh, Zlatner come in. Oh yeah, Zlatner was there yesterday up to about twenty-seven on the on this on the Strider card. So you think he's probably got that left in the tank? I think most people have. Their Brees came in yesterday with twenty plus. I know AJ's always there with twenty plus. Um, but AJ doesn't play anymore. What do you mean? 
Um, what? There's, there's more than one AJ. Anthony uh, Joshua. Uh, that's the one. Sorry. Uh, oh, you're back in the top, back in the lead. We're up to 26.9978, 28.07 from Zlatanur. Live auction. I might start doing the whole. You know, the Storage Wars guys. I think. The, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. That, that, we got 29, 29.2, 29.2 from NWA. We got 30, 30. He's got 30, 31, 32. Yeah. It's going to ruin your historic moment, isn't it? Um, not, not. Oh, he's gone back he's again. He's gone up to 30.36. Wow, well, we didn't come here just to enjoy the view, did we? Came here, he goes 31.5. 32, he's back in straight away. He's not giving you that. The, the ring's coming off. When WA shook. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to look on Discord because normally we talk to each other during these things. So let's see. Oh, he's gone quiet. That's a bad sign. That means he means business. So this is 44,000 euro. The current bid. Oh, you've come in 46k. That's euros. Will Zlatner sounds, reply quick? Sounds worse than euros. I'm only looking at it in pounds. <laughs> oh, he's he's counter punched thirty-five point five two, which is forty-seven thousand seven hundred eighty-nine euros. This is getting towards that kind of point you were talking about. <laughs> it's yeah. I don't think it goes up. It's not. It's, fortunately, it's not going up in ten percent. So I don't know where the ten percent's kick in. But it goes down to, to doesn't it go down? I think. Oh, it does. Yeah. Still goes down. It's been a long time since I've been in an auction this sort of level. Two percent or something it can go down to, is it? I don't know. You've bid though Four per- the next bid would break fifty thousand euros if someone comes over the top of you. You're touching thirty seven eighth now. He comes back again. Oh, he's coming back again. This is tempting, isn't it? Well it's gonna be a forty eighth card. One of us is gonna have least. a water tonight. Um if you if I cut out it's because one of my earpods has uh, suddenly run out of juice. We've been no worries. for so long. If you if you what cut off, we, we'll assume it's good. What else? What, what what else have we got to cover? Anything else? Any other questions? That um, uh, do you know you're... we've answered a lot of them. A lot of them are around MLB and NBA. Even some of the most liked ones we have actually answered. Um, I don't think there's anything there that needs covered. To be honest, normally I play the one thirty seven game. I haven't prepped it though, like a fool. Oh, we're up to forty three now, fifty eight thousand euros. Um, I haven't prepped it, so maybe next week I'll catch up with what how last week's did. Um, but I'll ask you this: pick two players for this weekend that you think can combine for one hundred and thirty seven points. They'll win money for charity. Can we have? Can, we have, can, have, a, can have more than two players? Liverpool playing Arsenal away. <laughs> you, you can actually, yeah, you can you can pick as many as you want. I'll pick up, can I pick the entire Liverpool midfield? Um, if you want. <laughs> Slapner is thought... up to 60k. Ooh. Okay, I, I'm going to go with um, Alisson because regardless of <laughs> regardless of what our score is, he's going to be needing to do something. So unless he concedes three, he's going to be good for 40, 50. And then I've got to go with a Salah penalty. Yeah, oh, is that going to be enough, Salah and Alisson? Yeah, Salah and Allison. What do Jeez. I go with, Trent? I'm so distracted by this. You can keep thinking and let me know your final answer soon. We're up to 48.62 ETH, 65,000 euros. Latner is not going to give this one to you. And I can see no, you're, you're, you've got your bounce in there, the, the itchy leg, you know, the old shaky leg yeah, syndrome this, kicking this, in. This one's pricey, isn't it? This one's, this, one's at, this one's at a different level. 50.56 ETH, you've just bid. 
There's 14 seconds on a Scott F. Frost Limited 91 of 5,000. He's going for £1.76 at the moment. <laughs> I don't he's, think that's where anyone's looking. That's a bargain. He, he's the next card up at the moment, <laughs> followed by £1.18 gets you Hunter Harvey from the Nationals. Rookie card and uh, relief pitcher, 0.001. 18. 17, 16. Stop it, stop 15. it, John. I'm waiting for Minty. I'm waiting for Minty Fresh to come in. Minty Fresh is gonna have another one, Slatner's isn't he? Slatner's got you. Seventy thousand six hundred and seventy euro, fifty-two point five eight bid. God damn. Your what tank's running you dry. <laughs> You're starting to question it. <laughs> this is the intense. Funny thing, the funny thing is he's not responded to oh he's not talking on Everyone's quiet. This is this is a proper quiet one. Maybe this is yeah. a consortium bid. Oof, he comes back again. You've just bid seventy three thousand five hundred quid. This better get me a meet and greet with Aaron Judge. God dear! It says this this ticket actually comes He's with World Series back. tickets, and it comes with it comes with uh, batting practice. What is it? It comes with batting practice uh, tickets as well. What does this thing? This unique? Yeah. Where does it say that? Okay, I'm going to tell you now, John, that that is my last bid. So if he goes over that, he's more than welcome to it. Jeez, you really you just came over the top big time. He bid 56.88 and you said, fuck you, here's 62, which is more than you had to bid. So you've bid 83,316.84p and he's come back right. over the top. That's fine. I can I can I can lose I can lose judge at 64.48. That's fine. 64 eighth. We were talking and you were saying a 50th card would be a big win, like like a big win for so rare. And you were thinking 35-40, you could, you could sleep easy on. Yeah, 35 to 40, I think 64. No, fair play. Look, you can't win them all. And um, that is an insane price. So, uh, yeah, fair play. ETH, man. Jeez. All right. I don't know how engaging this has been to listen to or not. Uh, I've had a lot of fun watching it with you. You should start streaming major auctions. That's intense. <laughs> that is intense. Nah. I'm telling you, people would watch that. Wait, That's well, we'll do, well, tell you what. Why, why do we do this? Invite me back when the Trent's on, and we'll do we'll do a we'll do a Trent countdown together. Right, I won't be. I, I might be involved in it, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm into that. I'm into that. The timer's up. Oh Holy my word! Shit! We've got Harlan moments. We have what got Harlan moments. What just Min- happened? Mincy Fresh out of nowhere. Now, now this is fresh. This is worth talking about now. God, wow. Me pink. Eighty grand in sterling. This is shown as my screen. Seventy nine nine seven nine. It showed ended on my screen, and then Minty Fresh comes in with a sixty eighth bid, and Zlatner's replied with seventy point seven. Oh my word! This is the longest <laughs> podcast ever. We are on for an absolute stormer. Jesus, Minty Fresh keep, came in with sixty. Keep those, left it late. Keep those questions coming. Fucking hell! You just need to give me your two. Is it Allison and Salah? Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Allison and Salah. Let's do it. One three seven. Locked. We'll nail it this weekend. Let's Last see how weekend, you we'll do. Nail it. I'm actually like I'm not even bidding here, and I'm I'm nearly like well, I told you the heaters were left on the the radiators, but I'm sweating over this. Like this is intense. Like Mindy oh, I'm super. Fresh. I'm. I want Latin. I'd rather Latin get it because Latin can use the card, and we can have some fun competing with it. Minty Fresh, as you've seen in his collection, he doesn't have. But is it not I better for you to take it out of the game though? In a sense, 
Not well with the variance, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's you know, mm-hmm. he's playing in the outfield position, you know, every week 20, 30 big names hit home runs, simple as mm-hmm. that. You know, unfortunately, I've got Trout in my collection. I picked up Soto recently, uh, got Julio Rodriguez, you know. Oh, amazing, he's got it. He's got Finally. it. Finally. Slatner got it. Seventy point seven two ETH, ninety five thousand euros. That he is fair play. It. He certainly did. Jesus. Great. Hopefully, brings up the price of uh, a lot of the cards. That uh, I tell you what, I'm going to do. Oh, hopefully, it's still there. Um, I'm like, I'm like PTSD here. I need to just go and lie down for a bit. I have more content to make very shortly. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, it has been, John. Look, and, and I've thoroughly enjoyed all the work you've done on this con uh, on this pod. And so I look forward to you switching over to YouTube and uh, getting involved there. I do I do watch a lot of the content that's out there. I really enjoy, you know, some of it. Some of it I have on as light entertainment in the background. I won't say <laughs> I won't say which ones. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see how this space has really evolved, thanks to people like yourself who have been able to thrust you know, good quality stuff in front of people on a, on a regular basis. Cause I know people tune in for the stuff, but also you do a lot behind the scenes as well. So yeah, fair play. And Thank uh, you. No, I really, really appreciate being, you, you, you wanted to have me on and listen to my ramblings. I'd have you back anytime. No, thanks a million for the kind words. And again, just to reiterate what you said, this is the last week on Spotify, Apple, etc., etc. YouTube, my YouTube, which is John Nellis. You'll find the So Far So Rare podcast each week. I'm taking it on on my own, essentially, for now. Don't unsubscribe from this feed. It might return at some stage uh, here. Um, and if anyone out there wants to sponsor the podcast, give me a shout. Right. See you later. Thanks, Mark. No, thank you, John. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening wherever you listen. All the reviews, as I say, don't unsubscribe, but do go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's gone over there for a wee while, but God knows what it'll look like soon. It could be back here very, very shortly. Um, And thanks to anyone watching on YouTube right now. Like and subscribe on your way out, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.